Looking for a great new thriller? Check out Conundrum Publishing. We publish books that make you think. From mind-bending thrillers to heart-wrenching dramatic action-adventure novels, our books will keep you up all night, turning the pages eager to find out what happens next. So, what are you waiting for? Head over to conundrumpub.com str for three totally free thrillers. You won't be disappointed. Again, three full-length action thrillers totally free at conundrumpub.com str. You have somehow ended up listening to the stuff that's real that you didn't know was real but also is cool podcast or sturdy dick were bayek or uh never mind welcome back to the show that is changing lives and the world for the better one small listener at a time. Not that you are a small listener, but each of you Tiny. adds up to a giant wave of humongous listeners. We appreciate that. But in case you didn't know where you are or what you're listening to or what the hell this is in your ear, my name is Nick Thacker, and I'm here with my friendly, lovable, amazing co-host, Mr. Kevin Tumlinson. And we are the show called Stuff That's Real that you didn't know was real, but also is cool. And every week. Every single week, we bring you stories that, you guessed it, are real, that you didn't know was real. We're not doing stories that you thought could be real. We're not doing stories that you knew were already real. We're doing stories that you didn't know were real. But there's a caveat. Kevin, do you want to go ahead and finish out what they're also? They're also They're also cool. And, of course, that's defined by <laughs> me and Kevin. And but. <laughs> Let's just face it. You may have known these were real. No. You may have no, known a couple of these were don't real. Don't give away the farm, man. No one knows how the sausage is made here. You did not know these stories were real. And if you did, forget that you knew they were real because we're going to tell you that they're real. How's that for an intro? Wait, <laughs> I still think we should do a whole special episode, like a clip show of all the ancient edible food that we've covered. There's a lot of food. We do cover a lot of food. We probably should There's just call this food. stuff that's real that you didn't know was real, but also is cool and probably is about food. Podcast. <laughs> or tunnels. Or tunnels. Food it's or like tunnels. About, it's about food or underground caverns. Well, which is why you'll be tunnel. proud of me today, Mr. Tumlinson. I did not choose did you do? a food or a tunnel or cave or anything underground. I chose an above ground non-food topic. It's okay. actually a semi-nomadic people, a set of people, All a right. tribe, if you will. From where I'm sitting, they're not edible. Uh, don't eat people. There are people who will eat people, but we're not... That'll be another episode. That's a different I episode. I personally am not a cannibal. So these are not people. These, I mean, these are not food. These are people. But this people that we're talking about today are the Moken people. M-O-K-E-N. The Moken people are a semi-nomadic Austronesian people, which I think is a term that just means we don't really know where they're from, but they're kind of hanging out near Australia, kind of near Polynesia. Somewhere in there, um, which makes sense. And I think it's an apt description because these people are people who only live in the water. So that's that's the, kind of their, their little claim to fame here. They are only – they call they're actually called sea people. I think Moken might even mean sea people. And they live in the water. They've been there forever. You know, It seems like uh, 4,000 years ago or something. And they live on these hand-built wooden boats called Kabang. 
for most of the year, it says. So I guess they may migrate onto the island every now and then. So I came across, because I was reading one of my favorite nonfiction authors of late is a guy named Peter Hollins, um, who writes productivity, neuroscience, that kind of stuff. And I picked up one of his books on neuroplasticity, which is really cool. He describes something very scientific, but it's a non-scientific entry into being able to change your brain mm. by active thought. By using your mind, you can physically change your brain, meaning like synapses and stuff. And he wrote about these Mokin people because they are known to have physically different eyes. They've actually taught their brain to see differently underwater, in a sense to see better, literally to see better underwater than normal humans. They can dive very deep if they're fishing, you know, they need to go be able to be underwater for a long time. And I think it's no surprise. We know people can hold their breath longer and train for that kind of thing. It's kind of a physical thing, but They've actually trained their brain. I guess it would be the occipital lobe is what handles the eye stuff. I learned that from Pete Hollins. And, and so they can actually see underwater better than your average human. And I don't really know the details of how much better it is, but they can see farther. I guess they can change the way their pupils dilate or something. It's really cool. And so the reason this came up in the book is about neuroplasticity, which is, you know, this isn't a genetic difference. This isn't something, you know, a microevolutionary thing where these particular humans have learned it over time and have been bred to be able to see better. He said there was a Swedish scientist who trained European school children over the course of like a few months. I mean, it wasn't that long. And within like 11 trainings, he was able to teach them how to see underwater better as well, just like the Moken people. So it all goes back to this neuroplasticity idea. But I thought it was really cool that there was this people out there who live on boats full time and they just float around from island to island and they're subsistence fishermen. Yeah. And they kind of, uh, I guess it does say that, so they live in temporary stilt houses, but they build these little like tent kind of houses on the islands when the uh, monsoon season comes in. But other than that, they're in the water all the time. It's just pretty cool. Have you heard of these guys? I'd never heard of these people. I have never heard of these guys. No, it's pretty cool, man. Uh, they got some, this article has some thing, pictures I find too. It's fascinating. Yeah, they're cool so the, boats. And there's like 13 photos in this thing, and they're actually very interesting if you scroll through in this article. But you know, I always had a joke. So my friends and I always joked because I wear glasses, as do you. But my prescription has always been a little on the powerful side. And I always joke that my prescription is water. <laughs> Yeah. Because I can actually see pretty well underwater, which we always found odd, but it's, it's not really blurry anything mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. I'm underwater. I've noticed that. So yeah. I know this is a thing that can happen, but I didn't realize that there were people out there like changing their brains to do yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's the really fascinating. really fascinating part for me. But, you know, it just goes to show you, like, I don't think this is an isolated occurrence. I think everybody naturally does this with their brain. The neuroplasticity is there for a reason. And Depending on your circumstances, you're going to change your brain physically, like physiologically and physically change your brain to be able to do things better. You know, that basically his argument is that this is what habits are, you know? Um, Yeah. We have proclivity to something that's called talent. And then we have this ability to change something that we want to do or need to do and for the better. And that's called building a habit in that way. But anyway, it's really cool, man. Yeah. I love these pictures. These guys are, they're spearfishing in shallow waters and uh, one guy's got some goggles on that they don't look very natural so i guess yeah, oakley's I gotten the out thing. there like, speedo's gotten out there and sold him some goggles but <laughs> 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 he doesn't have uh, he yeah. doesn't practice his eye therapy apparently kind of shooting holes in your whole story it really is it really is don't, don't look here. at like oh they only live on the nope, ocean here's nope. their houses <laughs> don't look at it picture uh, number nine they, it doesn't exist they have mutant eyes but here's <laughs> these goggles yeah 
But no, I get it. That's, that's Let me put important. it this way. They can probably see better underwater than I could, to be fair. But yeah. so you're <laughs> constantly trying to get me to shift my opinion on the existence of talent. Did you notice uh, that? I, th- I threw I that in there that. for you. Yeah. I just no, wanted I to give that. a little, a little side that. jab there, but. <laughs> uh, you know, hey, it's it's up to you whether you want but to. But see, pick you up said on that, it. Huh? You said it. I think the right way, though. I mean, you still threw in the word talent, but I mean, you said proclivity. Yeah, I think the I, way I'm I, defining I, talent, a certain proclivity towards something or other. And Peter Hollins it describes that exact thing in the book, so it's yeah. not just me who thinks that. But well, I, yeah, I just want to make it clear. I believe in people having a proclivity for certain things. I just don't buy. You're, the you're defining talent, talent differently. Talent to me means the way people tend to use it means that I was born to play basketball. I was born to work on computers, which I don't believe is possible. Well, Um, and that's ridiculous because I've seen people who are born and they're not really able to do anything. So that kind of goes out the window, that whole argument, you know. Yeah, that's all I ever meant. You can have a proclivity towards something. You know, I have a natural tendency to be able to tinker with electronics and and that sort of thing. I wouldn't say that was an inborn thing. I learned that skill and I had a proclivity towards working with intricate things. So it's not However, the specific thing. I would argue that nobody gave you <laughs> electronic stuff when you were a baby. So we don't even know if that's true. Maybe you were born things. to tinker with electronic stuff. But see, it's all about transferable skills. Okay. So if you have a proclivity for working with complex things, then that's a transferable skill that you can move over to something like electronics or right. playing an elaborate instrument or or whatever. So that's all I mean. I sense no, that there's an I, argument I you. against that too, but whatever. No, I mean, man, I'm not, I'm not arguing against it. I just think it's funny to get you riled up. So that's <laughs> I, I try to do that as often as possible, as, as you know. I slip too, and, though. And there I will be more. Talent. If anyone <laughs> listening to this happens to be in Las Vegas come November, I believe you're going to be there. I know I will be there. So, so far. Uh, yeah, we may do a real live poke the bear session with Kevin and Nick. Oh, if, we should if do you guys that. Are lucky, so. We should totally do that. Yeah, <laughs> I'll wear a fez and a uh, a little vest. What we need to do is just set up one of those folding tables that says, you know, change my mind, and just kind of sit there. And, oh my gosh, and just wow. change the topic every time somebody. Walks <laughs> it's just a, it's a different topic. Talent doesn't exist. Change my mind. Change my mind. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, yeah. well, talent or not, these guys are. Pretty cool people to study and to look at. It's just fascinating to me how many, man, there's just so many different places in the world. And I'm constantly infatuated by things I've never heard of before. Just people who do, I mean, I guess I suppose that there were people who are, you know, we always knew that, you know, Polynesians were seafaring originally. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I didn't know it to this extent. And it's just really cool that they're still living this way today. Yeah. There's cool stuff. So check out those pictures. You know, there's some good stuff in there. That's a good article. It sounds article. like these I are like nice, uh, friendly dudes, too. I'd go hang out with them and learn how to swim better and stuff. This is an aside, but I'm impressed by the website and the way they did their banner and logo. It's cool. It's, <laughs> it's got cool. little hands. That it's got little hands with it. the cutouts. I'm like, how did you do that? Now I have to go. I, I prefer the, the menus that disappear when I scroll down, so I don't have to see I do, too, but I mean, that's yeah. just so cool. It's, it's worth it. So but I have to look at it, and this is the way to do it. Exactly. <laughs> So cool. Anyway, yeah. So cool website, cool people, cool article. That's the triumvirate right there. Let's see if Kevin can top that with your. uh, I don't know. (laughs) Now I'm not so sure about my topic. Although we, in a way, it relates because you talked about these people and they basically have a superpower. But this person does not have a superpower. 
but is a superhero. We're talking about the Bucks County Batman. And this mm. is something I stumbled across. So if you subscribe to the Vice YouTube channel, for example, like or they, they have a publication. Does anybody subscribe to the Vice YouTube channel? I don't subscribe to it either, but it does pop up a lot because <laughs> their topics are things that I'm usually interested in. But they did a whole like 10-minute video called – they have a segment on there called Local Legends. And so they have a video called The Batman of the Suburbs, but he's more popularly known as Bucks County Batman. And he lives in Pennsylvania. He lives in Philly. And he is legitimately a dude who dresses up as Batman, rides around on his motorcycle, and does good deeds around his city. But what's really interesting about the guy is that he's actually buff. Like He's like this physically imposing figure. He works out. They show (laughs) him working out with the Batman mask on in the video. It's really kind of interesting. But there's not just the Bucks County Batman. There's also the Philly Joker. And they kind of have like their little rivalry and everything. But the Batman is impressive because like he does things like, you know, there's a shot of him clinging to the top of a car as it drives. He's got body armor. (laughs) He spends a ton of money on his costume it's not simply cosplay like he's got carbon fiber armor he's like yeah it probably wouldn't stop a bullet but it would stop a knife you know and (laughs) so the way kind of one of the ways this all started was he has two special needs sons and their mother is not in the picture i don't know if she left them i'm not entirely sure what the story is there but you know they love superheroes and he's always loved superheroes and so he made himself a superhero and he does things like, you know, he delivers groceries to people sometimes, you know, the elderly and things like that. He goes and visits sick kids in the hospital. It shows the the first one, he, there's somebody um, posted that their boat dock kept getting graffitied. And so he went and, uh, and painted the boat dock. Yeah. You yeah. Know, and in his Batman so suit, you know. And as an aside, Kevin, I just learned, this is a bonus, okay? okay Stuff that's bonus. real. You didn't know it was real, but also it's cool. One graffiti is called a graffito. Oh, really? That's it. That's it. I'm done. Yep. It's a graffito. And what constitutes a (laughs) single graffiti? I have no idea. I was not prepared. I have not done research on this particular topic. (laughs) So if I go paint like the anarchy symbol on something, that's a graffito. I I guess. But if I use the anarchy symbol to write out the word anarchy, that's graffiti. Is that how that works? I guess. (laughs) This is is a problem I I I have. So literal meaning of the Italian word graffito means little scratch. Little scratch. So I guess graffiti I to, is many little scratches. <laughs> I haven't been called that since high school. Oh, that's, that, was my, that was my football name. So on the article that I shared, because I shared an article and I shared the YouTube video. The YouTube yes, video is yep. how I discovered him. But on the article, they have some photos from this guy's Instagram account, which you should follow. But there's a picture of him checking his mail dressed as Batman without the cape. And I'll go ahead and say that there may be some padding in this body armor, but the dude is that buff. I mean, he's massive. Every muscle available to be seen is seen. On full display. So, yeah. Full display. And, you know, he says in the article that, you know, well, New York has has Spider-Man because there's a guy, the real world Spider-Man in New York. You know about that guy who goes around? I don't know about that guy, but I assume there would be. He dresses I'm surprised that New York allows him to do anything in, in New York. I think he's illegal. I think that they actually consider him when he does his stunts. Like if he's just walking around the street, no problem. But he will occasionally scale the side of a building 
Did you know that one illegal person is called an illegal? An illegal. I'm just kidding. That's not true. Don't listen to me. <laughs> if we're going to extrapolate outward, you know, one illegal. Okay. So anyway, this is what I found fascinating about the guy. I'm a superhero fan. I mean, I'm not a huge Batman fan. I'm a Spider-Man guy. The fact that you always see stories. There's always stories of like the guy who dresses up as Captain America. There's, yeah. there's a guy locally here in the Houston area who dresses his cap and he's got metal shield and the the full leather outfit and everything. And he does the same sort of thing. He goes to children's hospitals and stuff like that. And if I remember right, I think he's a fireman. So he's kind of buff too. But, you know, you meet guys like that and you start kind of like, what drives you to do this? You know, I love right. the idea. Like, I, you know, there's a part of me that wishes I was kind of buff so I could at least dress like Spider-Man or something without looking like his web fluid exploded inside his costume or something. But right. that idea of you identify with the character, fine. It's a step beyond to actually dress up as the character. First, to dress up as the character is not that unusual if you're doing something like going to Comic-Con or something like that. But now dress up as that character and go out into the streets and do things. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Exactly, yes. There's always going to be somebody <laughs> who decides that it would be fun to try to take down the Batman, you know, and come at you. So, some people just want to watch the world burn. Some people just want to watch the world burn. Why so serious? So now I have to look up the Philly Joker, though. I've seen him. He's in the video. And he doesn't get as much press as the Batman, I'm thinking. But if you're going to do it, go all out, I guess. He's probably they show him working time. out. He's, gonna, he's biding his time. He's got a plan. He's got a plan. As soon as he's Christopher Nolan comes to visit, Joker will show up yeah. with a plan. And I hear about stuff like this all the time with different cities. Every city's got its, like, faux hero walking around in costume somewhere, I think. And you expect it in, like, New York. And in L.A., they've got the people who stand out there and, you know, sign autographs and make money dressed as Yeah, that's what said. you said every city. I'm like, where's the Batman for, like, Mount Pleasant, Texas, you know, that <laughs> the one walking okay. around. I mean, like, me, I'm in like the Spider-Man cities, of, yeah. like, Colorado Springs is like, okay, cool, like, some five-story buildings. and But the problem is there's only one, so he can't, you know. <laughs> yeah. It kind of reminds me of uh, a few years ago, Marvel, they decided that, so there's a character named Scarlet Spider, who was a clone of Spider-Man, and they gave him Houston as his territory. And there's a whole scene where he's swinging along, and all of a sudden, there's no buildings. And then he's clinging to the side of the building. He's like, Jesus, it's hot and humid here. And he's, he's in this like full body costume. It's That's so what I was going to say about if I'm going to be Batman, I'm only going to be Batman at night. Cause ain't no way I'm going out in the sun in any city in full black, Dressed all in black body yeah. armor. That's tight spandex. You know, you right. know, that's not like 100% merino wool. Like that's going to be some kind of polyester oh, spandex blend. <laughs> right. And no, it's, got, it's made of like carbon fiber and stuff. So, you know, it's not exactly built to breathe, but nope. Like, so I said this earlier, but the dude spends a ton of money, like thousands and thousands of dollars. I think if you watch the video, he talks about this. It's like, yeah, this costume was like $20,000 or something, you know? Yeah. Like, man, okay. If you got it, I guess, uh, I guess enjoy that's yourself. That's your thing, man. Spend your and money he's making a lot it. of people happy, so that's a thing. I don't know if you could Good charge friend. for anything. Like, you couldn't be a sponsor. You couldn't be, like, 
a spokesperson or something because you're dressed as someone else's intellectual property. But yeah, I don't know. I'd like to see how that would work. Maybe it'd have to be all under the table, wouldn't it? Yeah, probably. Yeah, but they wouldn't do that. <laughs> that's not what heroes do. It's not a Batman thing. Well, Iron Man would. Iron Iron Man wouldn't have to do that. Iron Man has <laughs> his own. Well, so is Batman. So yeah, they don't need money. No, that's good. That's good stuff. I'm excited. Batman of the suburbs and people of the sea. There's probably got to be a better title for us in there somewhere. But that's what you heard about today. People of the sea sounds like chicken of the sea. It's like when I it, first it does when go I back to cannibalism the, uh, somehow. I saw the URL and it, the last part of the URL is Moken Sea Gypsies, and I thought I swore it said sea monkeys. Sea and I thought, well, that's an interesting that's an interesting topic to choose. But maybe I'll choose sea better. monkeys next week. Sea monkeys are interesting. I had sea kind monkeys of freaked me out. Like, kid. Sea monkeys. Well, I had sea monkeys for a while. Everybody had sea monkeys. For Seventeen minutes until they died. <laughs> the little magnifying aquarium thing mm-hmm. that came in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I had that. Yeah, no, that's good stuff. All right, well, we will wrap it up. Uh, we know you probably can't get enough of this, and we feel you. Us too. We are the same way. So if you have something you want us to talk about, let us know. We are imminently reachable at hello at stuffthatsreal.com. And I guess without anything, without further ado, that was your episode this week of Stuff That's Real with Kevin and Nick. Until next time, everybody, take care. Stuff That's Real. Looking for a great new thriller? Check out Conundrum Publishing. We publish books that make you think, from mind-bending thrillers to heart-wrenching dramatic action-adventure novels. Our books will keep you up all night, turning the pages, eager to find out what happens next. So, what are you waiting for? Head over to conundrumpub.com str for three totally free thrillers. You won't be disappointed. Again, three full-length action thrillers totally free at conundrumpub.com slash str.